Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to encourage you to create a guide to go along with your books. Okay, so our question here today is why? Why do I need to add something else? Jennifer, you're always challenging me to do. Uh, Of course I am, and it's the same challenge that I give to myself. So it's not so unrealistic. Now, I'm going to explain to you why guidebooks are extremely valuable for educators. Okay, so, as you know, I've had 20 years of teaching experience in the public school and university setting, but mainly I worked six years as an adjunct professor at a university level and almost three years in disability support services at a university. But, but that was still as a teaching role and a support role. And I taught courses as well to freshmen. But mainly, my primary role has been serving students and parents and teachers in the K-12 setting. So that means like 17 of those years full-time have been working strictly, you know, in the classroom or as an instructional coach. So, I know the value of literacy. You guys know I'm a literacy coach, and I promote reading, writing, speaking, listening in classrooms every day. And we do SSR, which is silent sustained reading. We have opportunities for students to choose their own books. They chart their books. They do reports. They do projects on their books. But there are many students in our school that just love to randomly read. I mean, it's not the myth that, you know, that all teenagers don't read. Now, that's not true. We do have a number of students who have not engaged in the correct book yet, but they just haven't met the right book. So let's just say it's your book and it is the right book. And a teacher has an opportunity to do a literature circle on your book. That means that they're going to, you know, they're going to purchase six of your books or the library is going to get six or eight of your books and they're going to be used in a small group. Well, if you had a teacher's guide to go along with that for a lit circle, you would have collaborative discussions in there. You could have questions to consider, maybe some writing activities that students could engage in, some projects. You really need to consider writing some type of companion or at least providing a few sheets for teachers if you don't want to write an additional book. I will say that the books are valuable. You can go to a teacher store and any teacher store, which they are really antiquated, but I love them so much. You walk in, not only do you get bulletin board supplies and posters and motivational quotes and cute little pencils, you also get teacher's guides for subject matter, for curriculum areas, for books. 
So if you're reading, you know, if you give a mouse a cookie series, there's a children's guide to go along with that. If you're reading Robinson Crusoe, there is a children, there's a teacher's guide to go along with the classics. So why not create one for your teachers that you could be serving with your children's literature, your middle grades, or your YA books? So, yes, I'm talking to my K-12 people here, and I know a lot of you write adult fiction. Well, listen to me. I'm going to now change this up because you know me. I am the queen of modification and adaption. So, I'm going to tell you, you need to create a guide to go along with your adult fiction or nonfiction books that include journaling, that includes questions for book clubs, and create a book club guide. And it doesn't have to be, you know, extremely extensive. You know, it doesn't have to be a 200-page guide. But you could really offer a value to someone who is reading your book. So let's say that you are convinced that it would be cool to have one of these guides, but yet you don't know what to do. There is, okay, so I know an author who wrote a collection of fantastic middle grades books. And this person, um, she's just a lovely individual. She wanted the students to be able to take her books and then journal and just write from, you know, different perspectives of the animals different perspectives of the scenarios in the book you know how would you change it up and so she got someone to help her and they helped her write the journal companion book for middle grades and as you guys know I tell you what's going on in my author life you know I just committed to a freelance contract to create a children's guide for children's literature and a series of wonderful character education books. And it has been a joy to be on, you know, my side, being the creative writer, putting together this book, you know, that can support teachers. So there are people out there in the universe that can help you create materials if you've never been a teacher before if you quite don't know the language of teaching or you're not sure what you would be covering you find someone that does so i'm going to give you some suggestions on where to look well first you know that you know i'm a freelance writer so i do those things but other than me think of other literacy coaches Instead of starting with a classroom teacher, which you can, you can find and recruit a classroom teacher. And there's many classroom teachers in our families um, or someone in our family knows of a teacher or you might have had a wonderful experience with your child in a classroom and um, you think this teacher is top notch. Um, by all means, go that route because teachers are always looking for side gigs. I mean, we don't get paid the way that we should. And especially in states that are, you know, the lowest paid in the United States, it's very hard for us just working on our salaries 
um, to be able to support all of our bills and financial aid and family, you know, dynamics. And so, you know, oftentimes we have to get second jobs. I know many, many teachers with two jobs. So, you know, definitely can, you can do that. But there's also people in the schools that you might not be aware of that are curriculum specialists. And that means that not only do we have, you know, master's degree, you know, master's in education or doctorate, you know, in an educational field, but we also have certifications. So in order for us, so I'm speaking just for, for me, in order for me to be a literacy coach, I have to be K-12 certified as a reading specialist. So it's not just like, you know, they said, oh, Jennifer, there's a job, you know, come apply. We'll take you because of your teaching experience. No, I had to show a level and command of literacy at a specialist, you know, degree. So Pekin's people that have a curriculum specialty in reading, especially someone that is K-12, that can help you because then they would have varied background. They would be able to do like activities for you that could bridge across different spans of grades. Now, if you're working, you know, a YA novel and you know you're specifically looking at 9, 12, then if you can find people that have specific degrees, 9, 12, and they're English certified, then they're in the classroom, you know, teaching these books, holding these literature circles, you know, doing Socratic seminars. So they could really help you, you know, just with even some ways that you could learn from that. You could just start Googling these words, you know, um, curriculum specialist, English 912. That way, when you're doing that and you're looking them up at schools, you might be able to say, oh, there, there's a contact person. There's a department chair. That department chair, they might know someone in their department that might do some, you know, work like this. They might have some freelance writers there. So contacting department chairs at school could help you if you're in a high school setting, if that's what you're looking for, you're 912. So I would encourage you to look for curriculum specialists. Now, I know quite a few curriculum specialists across the county. In fact, I'm going to a district meeting today. We're always in district meetings. We're always in trainings. We're always researching. So that's the people, to me, that could really give you a great consultation to help you. Just because we are constantly checking up on the teacher world every day, supporting teachers, listening to what they need, helping to supply what they need. And a part of my role as classroom supporter is also to help with lesson plans. So lesson plan development is something that we do. So it's finding the strategies that work, helping them to create lessons that are differentiated and scaffolded, and then coaching them through lessons, actually going in and modeling, co-teaching, observing, and then providing feedback, you know, with reflective practice conversations with teachers. So then I get the opportunity to be the person that they come to after the lesson 
to where they talk about, you know, what they liked about the lesson, what worked, how students were engaged, what were students' um, grades, participation, productivity, what could they have done differently, what are areas they continue to need to research and improve upon. So a literacy coach has a very dynamic role and it means that day to day, you know, we're faced with many different unique challenges, which is awesome. It keeps me on my toes. But all of those challenges are lovely and wonderful and they support literacy development with students. And that's why I believe that getting, you know, in touch with curriculum specialists could be a great springboard for you. There are also people in the Board of Education. Now, these are people that work 12 months. So now I'm gonna give you their situation. A lot of them do. There may be some people that work 10 months according to what district you're looking at, but most of these are salaried 12 month employees. Whereas literacy coaches, like for me example, I'm a 10 month employee. So I don't get paid over the summertime. And that means that I have a lot of time at home working and writing and trying to produce works and you know, trying to do extra income activities over the summer to try to boost up, you know, our situation. So that's why like literacy coaches could be perfect because they may be able to focus on your work in the summertime. Now, curriculum specialists are also at the Board of Education levels. So you all have a central office. There's a central services location for each county. And then we have our bosses there. You know, I used to pick at my boss. I used to call her my boss because that's how I looked at her. She was like, you know, we went to her. Um, but we have people who are highly trained. They also have K-12 reading specialists, but they also can have degrees, you know, from that administrative perspective. And they have had years of classroom teaching experience, maybe years of instructional support experience. So, considering people at Central Services as you're contacting people, that can also be a route that you would like to take. And yes, they could have, you know, they've written for journal articles. So, they're looking for ways to always say that they've, you know, continued not only with their research, but that they're writing. And they're presenting and, you know, they're going to conferences and workshops and they're researching and they're super busy. So if you get no's, just when you're crafting your email to send out to people, just make sure that you say, you know, if you're unable to assist me with this project, you know, could you recommend someone that would, you know, be a perfect match for my work? So that's my suggestion for you, like as your final, thank you very much for, you know, taking the time to read and, and consider this proposal. And start contacting. So I've given you some areas of research. I want you to pray about it because I want you to be able to connect with the right people for your book. Because this, I don't want it to be something that's 
stressful for you. I want it to be pleasant. I want it to be a pleasant experience because you're already worried because you feel like there's something out there that you could be doing that maybe you need an expert to do that. And that's why we contact people. We look for others for expertise. You know that when I needed advice on even just a proper microphone, let's say that I got a sponsor and I was able to you know, have equipment. So you know me, I'm dreaming, right? I'm dreaming that this podcast is going to go to the next level and I'm going to be able to have um, a fancy microphone where I'm also going to be able to make audible books for my, um, oh wow, okay, sorry, state trooper just got in front of me. Um, not only do I want for, you know, the podcast, I want to be able to create audio books for my devotionals and that's something you know for me oh my gosh it's so crazy busy and it's raining i'm sorry guys i'm getting distracted um that's something for me that's on my wish list and so i didn't know what i should do so i contacted an expert who you know has a big time job in sound and knows exactly what i needed and not only did they just say something out loud they pulled it up on their computer i took pictures um of their recommendations it's gonna stay on my phone until i buy this joker (laughs) um and they gave me the webcam i needed and the iphone stand i needed and they gave me you know everything that if i wanted to do skype interviews everything that I needed for the next level. So if you have something that you need to take to the next level, that's not a weakness that we're contacting other people. That is a strength because that shows that we understand that there are experts in certain fields that could really help support what we're doing. Because what we're trying to do with these educational guides is to connect with teachers, to provide a resource for them, to take away the stress for when they have a book in front of them. It makes it a lot easier when someone else has already thought through all of the connections. You know, how could you connect this to the bigger picture? How could you connect, you know, your YA themes to um, a community involvement project? Or what could you do that could help support a teacher you know, by just providing them with, you know, journal prompts or things that come to your mind as an author, you know, as you're going through. So, so I've told you the why. I've kind of talked you through, you know, names that you could research, titles that you could research in different areas. You could start with classroom teachers. You could work with curriculum specialists. Sometimes they're called instructional coaches, you know, curriculum specialists. We're called literacy coaches, but we have curriculum specialist, instructional specialist, classroom supporter, and learning facilitator beside our job role because we also provide professional development for all of our teachers. Um, so, you know, those words, they're out there, I'm sure, circling, you know, that, it's that what we call that educational jargon that gives us these titles. <laughs> Um, And then you can go to your central services offices and you can look for people in literacy, K-12 literacy. Then they may break it down to middle grades. So we have middle grades literacy. We have elementary coaches. We have high school coaches. We have high school curriculum specialists in K-12 and um, 9-12 who work specifically at the curriculum level in unit planning and um, 
facilitating change at the central services offices. So that is, you know, my suggestion for you. And if you do contact for freelance work, you know, make sure there's a contract involved. Make sure that you feel confident about this person and that you're communicating with this person and you're letting them know, you know, changes what you need and form a great relationship with them because you never know when your next book comes around that you want to continue to work with them, you know, if they're producing solid work. Now, last night in my Facebook group, I read this terrible story where, now I'm not gonna give the names or anything, but I read this terrible story where someone had um, asked for a ghostwriter on Fiverr and the ghostwriter stole an entire book and then they passed it along. The author didn't check it and by not checking it, they slapped a cover on it, slapped their name on it, and they put it up there on the, for the world to purchase. And now um, the best-selling author has called it and they're gonna get sued. That's copyright infringement. So be careful when you're using services, make sure that the person has a proven track record or you know through the Holy Spirit that this person can be trusted that they will create original content for you. Because that's important too. There's some, um, there's an author that I want you also to look up um, and see one way that they're handling this. So if you wanted to go to look at Eve Cully's work, Eve Cully, she was on the show before Adventures in Barntown. And if you've not listened to her interview, we were having some technical issues because she lives in Texas on a farm and she writes about farm life. Um, so we were having some farm Wi-Fi problems, but she talked about um, working with someone for um, an educational resource. And her reasons why was because she was going out into schools and she wanted um, kids to write their stories. She wanted them to have a place to write stories which I think is beautiful. You know, that's what we want to do. You know, we want to support, we want to support, you know, others and push them and challenge them for their creativity. So, you know, her reasons why to create a guide, I thought was just solid. Like I loved it. A place for them to write their stories. I've, I've, really remember that. It's been a while since I contacted Eve, um, but I do remember that as a part of her statements. I might not, I, don't quote me, but I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> but that's powerful. You know, what would be the purpose of the guide? There's someone else that I want you to look up. Her name is Nicole Conway, and she writes a dragon series. Um, it could be for middle grades and YA. And on her website, she talks about being a homeschool um, student herself and she has like a homeschool guide teacher guide that she has some worksheets that she's made that goes along with her materials for homeschool families so you think about it you've got a whole new clientele when you create teachers guides it's not just for the k-12 environment 
you can reach out specifically to homeschool groups, homeschool associations, state associations, and go to their conferences. And you can not only have your books there, but you can have your teacher's guide there. And I'm going to tell you something about teachers. When teachers are looking at guides, now this is from my personal experience. This is not a research report and statistics, but I'm letting you know. When teachers have a resource guide in front of them or lessons, ideas. So let's say they're looking at a lesson idea and it just gives them the title and this may be to play a game. Well, when they see the game, they see the tips on what they could consider, maybe the basic rules or, you know, allow your students to create the rules. Just giving them these little nuggets and these tips will then spark the own ingenuity of teachers. Then they will have autonomy over the lesson, gives them that power of choice over the lesson, but the idea has been planted. So the, the lesson is the seed. And then the teacher is gonna modify change oh I could play this like this game that I played a month ago and we had success with this but let's just adapt it and use this idea so homeschool moms and dads they're genius at this they're genius at taking curriculum guides and adapting it for the dynamics of their family you know, if it says as a classroom, well, we know that, you know, we could have brothers and sisters or we could have a co-op group because, you know, homeschoolers, we, you know, there's many that co-op. I don't co-op, but there are many homeschool families that co-op together and they meet. So your curriculum guides could go for, you know, don't just say it's not going to work, you know, because I'm talking about group lessons or whole group lessons. No. And that's why when I create guides, I'm always allowing teachers to understand that partners, small group, and whole group are transitional ways that you can do these activities together that can bring greater value to the discussion. Now that's a reader apprenticeship framework, and I'm trained in reading apprenticeship, which is a model for disciplinary literacy and when you have curriculum coaches, you know, that are trained in certain frameworks, they're going to bring, you know, extensive value to your own work because they're, they're constantly putting in, or they could have the possibility of putting in all of the knowledge that they have from their trainings into your guides. So then at the end of the day, the teachers would say, oh, this is research-based. Oh, this is a strategy that, you know, I've heard before, you know, somebody's used it. I haven't used it, but look at these tips because these tips are, I can tell that this is somebody that's been there, that's done that, that's actually tried this because they're giving me things to consider and think about. So look at how you could adapt for homeschool families. Just by, you know, pitching it to them, if you go to homeschool conferences, you can say, I've created this teacher guide for K-6 or 6-8 or well, K-5, 6-8 or 9-12. So if you have high schoolers and you're looking for a guide, I've got your activities all in here that you could do to support their learning. Homeschool moms, they buy things that they see of value. So don't ever forget our population out there. We're raising our hands that we want good, solid curriculum resources, 
because we are so busy and we trust experts. You know, I trust experts. That's why I'm on study pug. You know, I trust the experts in math to be able to help support the learning that we need to do in the math area. And that is the same way for career. So, you know, I don't necessarily need strong support bases for the literature and for the writing and the English because I'm trained in this, I'm certified in these areas and that's my specialty. But I know when I have a gap that I'm not just gonna see it as a homeschool mom and not feel that with expert connections. So do not forget homeschool families, private schools, charter schools. So you have to be open-minded and reach out. Even when you go to library tours and you're into libraries, oftentimes those parents are coming right along unless you're meeting with teen advisory boards. Those parents are coming right along with you and they're sitting there and they can overhear you say that you have a teacher's guide and they just may want that, you know, just to have along with them while they're reading the book. And they could also support you in that way. And then they can recommend it to another person, to another person. And you know how strong word of mouth goes. Teachers love to brag about really good resources. We don't hold those things in. So don't ever forget the power of spreading that message with multiple, you know, audiences. So I hope this has been helpful to, to you. Um, you guys know what my specialty is. And yes, I do the freelance work through my business, Monarch Educational Services. So if you're looking for someone that you would like to you know, pitch ideas for, we can do consultation services on that. Or if you would like for me to help you know, freelance and write a book with you, so, you know, contact me at jenlowrywrites at gmail.com and we can talk about what your goals are and we can look at, you know, what I could possibly do to support you. So, good luck with everything, guys. But really take this into strong consideration. It can add an element to your book tours, to your connections with families, um, just providing these resources on your website that would set you apart from other authors. So don't discredit the why. It can be a powerful connection you can make. And you would be helping teachers and students engage in your work in the ways that you could say that would make you proud that people are working with your materials, that they were doing your materials right. So good luck with everything and um, I've already got like tons of emails with suggestions on upcoming shows. I love those. Um, I have three sticky notes filled in my car because as you guys know, I'm a car podcaster. And so these sticky notes are beside me because I'm writing down when you're emailing, hey, have you researched this? Can you help me with this? So the upcoming episodes are really cool. Um, one of the episodes we're going to talk about is a rubric for beta readers. Um, we have a timed writing exercise idea. Uh, so, there's, so if you have some ideas, some exercises, anything that you would like to share that we could add, you can send me a voice recording and I can add it to an episode or you can share with me an idea and we can see if we can put it on the show.
I know that I love, I have a particular listener, Miss Ann. She's going to be on the show soon, March. She has a release. I cannot wait for us to showcase her work. You guys are going to love her. She is a wealth of information, and she is really has been instrumental to me not only as a supporter and an encourager but guys she has got such great tips to share you have got to tune in so look for miss ann she's going to be with us at the beginning of march um so i can't wait and of course you know i'm going to um send all of that out on the podcast so make sure you're following the podcast so you can keep up to date with every episode and you don't miss one and then have to go back and listen to all of these at one time you can listen to us every day on jen lowry writes so again i want to give that shout out to miss ann miss ann you're brilliant and you have a depth of knowledge about writing tips and strategies i cannot wait for you to connect with our reader our readers our listeners not only to talk about your work as an author, but just tips and ways that they could improve their craft. So, guys, I wish you a wonderful, blessed day. Bye. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.